6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Okay, so there's been a lot of talk about misinformation over the past number of years. And especially... (laughs) very obviously during the pandemic. But do you ever wonder where that misinformation is being generated? What countries that it's coming from? Well, our next guest was wondering about that as well and decided to find out. Saeed Elzaman is a graduate research assistant at the U of A's Department of Media and Technology Studies. He joins us this afternoon. Hi, Saeed. Hello, how are you? I am well, thank you. Uh, Thanks for making time for us this afternoon. This was a pretty interesting uh, study that you did, and it showed that India and the U.S. were were, were number one and two in generating misinformation around the world. Did that surprise you, India and the U.S.? Uh, Yes. It quite surprised me uh, because of a number of reasons. Uh, more specifically, uh, you know, India and USA uh, have really two different kinds of societies and benefits like in terms of uh, literacy, uh, technology, uh, and other stuff. So uh, it was quite surprising for me to, uh, to see them uh, in number one and two, side by side, in terms of uh, producing misinformation. So, yeah. Brazil was Brazil was on that list as well, and Spain. Canada, though, way down at uh, just under 1% in 26th place. What makes certain countries more of a hot spot is it is it the rules around the way that they can generate this sort of stuff the way that they can put it out there why are some more of a hot spot than others uh i think but it's not proven or uh, it's not empirically tested yet but uh, from my assumption i can tell that uh, lack of information literacy could be one prime reason uh, for that uh, and another uh, reasons could be the uh, increasing tension, tension uh, and lack of information. So classical studies on misinformation or rumor states that uh, when there is a mounting tension uh, surrounding uh, of a country or society, uh, the likeliness of misinformation is more. So you know, I'm curious to know how you gathered uh, the thousands of pieces of misinformation that you analyzed, almost 10,000 pieces of COVID misinformation. Yeah. How did you, how was that found? And then how was it determined that it in fact was misinformation? Uh, okay, so uh, to be very honest, uh, I didn't gather so much misinformation, pieces of misinformation from around the world, but I took help uh, in terms of data from uh, other other sources. So in my present research uh, on which we are talking about, uh, I collected the data from Pointer Institute. Mm. Their website compiled a lot of uh, misinformation data which they update on a regular basis 
and their organization IFC and intentional fact checking network so they uh, they maintain a really good da rich database of misinformation during the covid so uh, i am a single researcher with <laughs> no funds you can understand and i'm still a student uh, studying masters first year so i don't have so much research but i was curious to see uh, the prevalence and what are the dominant sources of COVID misinformation yeah. during the last one year. So I collected the data from their databases and I analyzed descriptively. So yeah. what platforms were we seeing the most in misinformation on, Saeed? Okay, so uh, this results uh, was really interesting because uh, of the all available communication channel and media i found social media was on the top producing uh, around 85 percent of enter misinformation related to covid wow so, so social media <laughs> yeah social media and among social media uh, there are uh, there are several platforms so facebook uh, is uh, accounted for uh, nearly 67 percent of the mis is misinformation so wow. yeah it's really really fascinating <laughs> interesting interesting so i'm curious to know was there a connection between the amount of mis misinformation being put out by a certain country or you know or by people in a certain country and how okay, co so how covid was in certain countries and fatality uh, rates <laughs> yeah actually uh, although uh, this was not uh, within my scope of study but uh, i have provided some hypothesis for that like i found some uh, top countries top misinformation affected countries and their fatality rate uh, seemingly uh, consistent. Hmm. So it's not proven yet, but I invite further studies only focusing on this if there is any particular and positive correlation between those two factors, fatality and misinformation. Okay, so we, we know that mis mis misinformation is out there and we know that there are people who work to, you know, combat misinformation uh, literally on a daily basis. There's teams of people out there doing doing that. It's, it's a huge amount of work. Do you have any idea or can you tell how many people are actually buying into the misinformation? How many people are seeing it and believing it <laughs> okay so uh, uh yeah uh, it's kind of fascinating because in my another study i studied uh, how how many people or what portion of people uh, really accept misinformation or mm -hmm. uh, so what amount of them can deny or doubt misinformation so interestingly i found uh, more than 60% of people who encounter misinformation tend to believe misinformation. Huh. <laughs> and there are really little uh, evidence of denial or doubtfulness. Like uh, they deny slightly over 16%. Huh. And they express their doubt uh, only in cases of 13%. Huh. 
and i also analyze their reactions to misinformation so when they uh, encounter reactions uh, around 34% of them uh, tend to be happy so yeah, it's interesting. Inter very interesting stuff. Very, very interesting. So thank you for joining me this afternoon. Appreciate you uh, you sharing some of your research and uh, the information that you were able to, to find out from it. I, I really appreciate your time. Thank you for this. Welcome to thank Take you. Care. <laughs> Saeed okay. Elzaman is uh, was the the author of this study and a graduate research assistant um, over at the University of Alberta's Department of Media and Techno Technology Studies. So yeah, interesting stuff though, eh? Though um, social media, not surprising, accounted for the largest amount of COVID nineteen misinformation at eighty five percent of total output. The internet as a whole generated just over ninety percent. Okay. Facebook alone produced 67% of misinformation among all the social media platforms. And by the way, mainstream media accounted for the lowest share of misinformation at just over 3%, he added. That was from his, his study. And 64% of consumers worldwide accept misinformation they encounter on social media without any hesitation or doubt.